Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. You guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today we have Genevieve Rackham with us and you guys, get ready to be elevated by this babe's vibe. She is one of our hypermind sisters. She is incredible. Money and alignment is her jam. She brings a flair of play, ease, and a dash of sexy to her work. And Genevieve, we're just so stoked to have you here. Yay! Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) Genevieve, every time I hop into one of your lives or catch your energy floating on the internet somewhere, I'm always like, oh man, this girl is just like someone you would want to have in your back pocket all the time to be like, what would Genevieve say right now? Or like, what would Genevieve do? Because your level of realism, but optimism, like I can't really 
describe it to our listeners, but it's this level of like, yeah, duh, like, of course it's this way, you know, like, why would you even yeah. waste your time thinking about that or trying that when really all the universe wants from you is to show up this way, like, just do this. And I just have to say that it's really refreshing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's funny. I actually hear that a lot. <laughs> like, I just want you in my back pocket. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. I offer Voxer coaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also Voxer coaching. What a brilliant idea. Yeah. It's definitely like it right now in my high level mastermind, the money minds, we have a group Voxer chat. And then in my one-on-one, -on -one, we do like individual Voxer chats, but I've also been known in the past to offer just like a month of Voxer coaching randomly here or there. So it's a vibe. It is a vibe. You are a vibe, my love. <laughs> Thank you. You are just one little vibe, one big vibe. And right there, I love how you said, you are like, sometimes I've been known to do this because this is the vibe I always get from you too, that you are just like there, here, doing your thing and like rewriting the rules. And you're like, it doesn't have to be one way, you know, it gets to be all the things, how we do this whole life in biz jam. Totally. Because I mean, like, I don't know, I feel like the only way for business to be sustainable is for it to be deeply aligned with your desires and what you want, right? And if right now I didn't want to do boxer coaching, it would be massively disservice for me to offer it, right? I have to be doing what I want. Otherwise, I'm not excited by business. And then that's just not cool. <laughs> like, I like my business gets to give me life. Yeah. And could you imagine being the person on the other end receiving the Voxer coaching from the coach who doesn't want to be Voxer coaching? You know, like I that client would be this. like, oh, <laughs> like, am I annoying you? Like, it's so, like, you know, like they would. <laughs> oh, no one likes obligation like, okay, sex. Okay, fine. Hurry up. Are you done? Okay, get off me. <laughs> it's like that same right? thing energetically. It's like, or we can just like play and have some fun here and just really enjoy this experience together. <laughs> yeah. And you know who really doesn't like obligation sex? The person who has to give it, you know, the person who right. is like, right? The person who's like, yeah, give me this, who's creating the obligation. Fine. You get a little bit of enjoyment out of it. But the person who has to give it is just like, oh, for the love of God, not again. You know, it's just yeah. <laughs> it's definitely an not a good energy. Vibe. Yeah. Let's chop that one up to not in pleasure vibes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obligation sex, zero pleasure vibes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of people have that in business too, because they get so in their head about things or like, they get so in their head about, well, how am I going to have $50,000 a month in my business? How am I going to have reach like my first million dollar year or multiple six figure, blah, 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 blah. And then they start getting overly analytical and they really tune out of their joy. And like, to me, growing your business is truly easy. And I talk about ease a lot where it doesn't mean it doesn't feel hard to me. It's more of like ease is always available and growing your business is actually really simple, right? Because I believe that where we experience lack of ease is in the mind and in the ego, but the truth of reality, the universe, God, and our soul is ease, right? Like everything naturally, easily, and effortlessly coming to us that we want, right? And so when we just simply decide that we want it and create like a vision that's compelling to us emotionally, it's something to get behind. And then it feels like we're led and we're pulled versus pushing and I'm tired and what do I do to make money? And I didn't hit my goal this month and this sucks and I hate it and I'm bored and I'm not tired right? <laughs> well, and all of those, like we create all of these stories in our head, right? That prevent things from being easy, that prevent things from flowing. And we also have this desire to be right. You know, even if it means we don't get the thing that we want to get, we want to be right about knowing that we're not going to get that thing. Yeah. It's like self-protection. Yeah, totally. Cause we don't want the failure. We don't want that 
level of disappointment. So we're like, oh, I know this isn't going to work. I'll try it anyways, because I'm going to be brave. Like they tell me to, I'm going to show up, but I know it's not going to work. And it's almost like we give ourselves honorable mention for trying and we get bonus points because we called it, you know, oh, I knew that wasn't going to work. I knew I wasn't going to hit six figures. Right. It's like that martyr energy, which a lot of people can have in the spiritual community where it's like the sacrifice energy of like, I have to push, 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 work hard for very little in return. It's like I get to feel justified in doing the right thing, even if I'm not taken care of. And I don't believe that God wants that for us. I don't believe that God wants anyone to suffer. I believe that God wants us all to thrive and have what we want. And like, we're not becoming the full embodiment of our individual expressions of God when we suffer with, you know, not allowing ourselves to be fully supported. We were just having this conversation with one of our clients who's a medium and we were actually on her podcast and she was just talking about really how in her circle and with a lot of people doing like spiritual work, I mean, which I know we all bring like spirit and soul into our businesses, but she's really talking about how, you know, in a lot of like the deeper spiritual circles, there's this idea that you don't get to be financially compensated, that you don't like get to be wealthy if you are like serving spirit, if you are serving God. Yeah, well, it's funny because there are a lot of texts that exist now where they talk about how Jesus, right, which is, you know, a very biblical figure, actually did have money and did have wealth. And it just looked differently based on that period of time being different. But he actually financially supported a lot of people. Like if Jesus was here now doing the same thing, the equivalent from then to now would have been being a multimillionaire, you know, I think things have just been so distorted through religion or other things, whatever to really separate God and money, right? When money is just a tool that, you know, exists in the world that gets to support us and be an extension of God versus opposing God. Well, also, you know, an illusion created through religion and also the patriarchy, right? Because Mm -hmm, over time, the people with the most power and the most money were not always using their money and power in the right ways, right? They were using it to create destruction and create fear amongst the people. And so for those people who had nothing or who had little, they became the ones who suffered under the eye or under the arm of these men with all the money and all the power. So it created this distortion, this lineage of people thinking like, oh man, okay, so money is bad. Power is bad. And now here we are rewriting this entire you know, hundreds of years of beliefs and thoughts and evidence that people think they have of money and power being bad and wrong. And that's just not the case. Totally. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So talk to us about what comes up for you when you hear the term spiritual smackdown. Spiritual smackdown. (laughs) 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 To me, I would receive that as like a wake the fuck up to who you really are vibe, like spiritual Mm -hmm. smackdown. Let's get to the core. Let's get to the truth. Cut the shit. What do you want? Vibe. (laughs) Totally. Spiritual smackdown. (laughs) Spiritual smackdown. Yeah. Wake the fuck up. And I love that because here on the spiritual smackdown podcast, we talk a lot about our stories and women's stories about what that moment was. You know, when spirit came along and was like, hey, baby, wake the fuck up, time to be yourself, time to lean in, time to step back, whatever it is. And I'm wondering if there was a time in your life where you've experienced this, where spirit kind of came along and was like, hey, Genevieve, womp, I'm just going to tap you on the booty and wake you up. 
I feel like I've always had a pretty close connection with God. Growing up, my mom was a psychic medium, so she was very connected to like spirituality. And where I grew up, I remember as a kid going to like church with my friends. And I remember talking about how I could see auras and stuff like that. And I remember I was at a church one day and this girl came up to me and was like, you're going to hell. Your mom's going to hell. Like that's devil magic and shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck? And it really turned me off from organized religion. And, you know, I felt like everywhere I turned, I was getting this version of God shoved down my throat that was like judgmental, like be afraid of God. God's like earned getting into heaven and blah, blah. And I was like, ugh. No. Mm -hmm. And then, so I just like shut it off for a while, for a few years. Um, and I just started to identify as atheist, even though that wasn't actually the truth, but you know, I was in high school. What can you do? (laughs) Yeah. And it just felt easier at that point, right? Rather than defining religion in your own way, you were like, Oh, this is just the easiest. Yeah. And I did the same thing too, because I was exactly what you said there. It didn't resonate with me that there is, you know, this like man sitting in the sky, like judging us and being like, Oh, you either get into heaven or hell if you're perfect, if you're blah, blah, blah. And so I totally get where that comes from. Yeah. Like the spaghetti monster in the sky was like, <laughs> like, yes, you know, do you have that? No. Yeah. But, um, you know, I remember driving home with my mom from school one day when I was a sophomore in high school and she asked me how my day was. And I remember this conversation stood out and I just started telling her about it from my sixth period biology class where someone brought up God and I was like, oh yeah, I don't believe in God. And they were like, Genevieve. And I was like, what? You kind of like, that's fine. I'm like, do you, but I don't. And I was telling my mom that. And in that, that moment, this like clarity just dropped into my body. Cause I was just like speaking from non-resistance and was just so available to receive in that moment without even knowing it. And I just felt this knowing and I got like chills. It felt like this energy just like flew into my body. And it was like, wait, I believe in God, just not their God. And it was like, I literally felt my like the Grinch's heart grew 10, ten sizes that day. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like my aura. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, life is like, you feel different when you connect to God or a God or whatever you believe about God. Like there's just like this belonging and there's like this feeling of like connectedness. It's like so hard to describe when you go from that to that. And from there forward, I believe in God and just define my own version. And as I kind of got older, I had like a few more experiences. And I think I'll have many more of these in the future. But I feel like I always receive invitations from God or spirit or my higher self or inner being, whatever you want to call it to just lean deeper in. And I had to do this around money. I had a lot of pain around money before I taught around it. And I was really deeply desiring to essentially unfuck my relationship with money And it just felt like I was being continually met with resistance after resistance after resistance and things not working out and it feeling hard and pushing and not working, pushing and it not working. And I just got to this point where I was like, fuck it. And I just felt so defeated and I felt like a failure and I just felt all the heavy things around money. And I was like, money is just this thing that I don't get to have. And I remember being like, fuck you, God, like (laughs) I'm trying here and you're not helping me at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I just got to this point where I just felt so like defeated that I I just wanted to kill myself I was like this is hard it's hard to live life it's hard to be alive it's hard to survive is really what I felt and you know I was like okay and so my mind just got to that place and I think it kind of shocked me a little bit like where I was a little bit in shock from just coming to that realization and honestly that decision in like that moment of breakdown and I was like okay you know and I was trying to like I don't know, prove something to myself or something that was like, I'm not fucking around. And my brain was like, okay, go upstairs, do it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm literally thinking about killing myself because I feel powerless about money. Like I'm letting this tool that exists in the world have so much emotional and mental power over me. I feel like in that moment, I felt this little awakening to God and money where it was like, 
this isn't God. This is you, Genevieve. This is the belief systems you've learned from your parents, from the world around you. This isn't me, though. This isn't God. This is you. This is your mind, right? And I think in that moment of being willing to surrender that, I would just be started becoming available for a new perspective and a new feeling around money of just like abundance and the natural flow of the universe and like the way the universe works is light or separation from light, not light or dark. Because like dark, it just means distance from the light. It's not like if you want room to be dark, you turn on the dark switch, right? It's like you shut off the light, you close the curtains, you block it out. It just started feeling really clear that money was the same way. It's just our inherent natural right at being alive, being humans with desires that we get to thrive in all areas. And we either allow it or we shut it out. And it was like this feeling of like, I've just been shutting it out because that's all I've learned. That's all I've known. I've watched my parents struggle with money. I've watched like all these things, these rules about money. And I was like, well, these aren't going to fucking help me. I better drop these. <laughs> and I think so many people have this idea though, that it is like God, the universe, like money's being withheld from them, you know, that it's money being withheld from them. Not that like, no, this is where I have to like do my work around to allow it in. Yeah. And you know, to kind of bring that point home is like, if you look at your emotions as guidance, which I know a lot of us believe, it's like, you know, back to the conversation with light or distance from light or abundance or distance from abundance, like your emotions, because we're all energetic beings in an energetic universe vibrating and we're having experiences based on what we're an energetic match for, much like a radio station. If we tune to the rock station, we're going to hear that music play back at us, right? Like the same thing in our reality with money, business, love, every area of our life your emotions are kind of indicators with how far in dissonance or lack thereof you're in, right? So if you're focused on money and you're feeling good, you're not causing a dissonance of the truth, which is abundance, which is the light, which is the love, which is thriving, which is God, right? And if you feel bad, you're introducing a perspective, which you're allowed to because you're a human being here with free will. And in that disconnect or in that dissonance, you create preference, right? Because when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. So if you're like, I think about money and I feel like shit because I don't have enough. In that moment, you use the creational powers of God, essentially, in the universe to create money, to be available for you, right? More money. When you don't have enough, you know you want enough. When you get by, you're like, this isn't cutting it anymore. Now you know you want overflow. When you've been in debt, you eventually reach a point where you're like, "Eh, I don't really want debt anymore. I want more than enough, right? It's like constantly forming these preferences and like how you feel is just like that indicator of like, are you being with God, being with abundance, being with what you want? Are you creating dissonance through your perspective and your thoughts and your beliefs? Okay. So let's talk to the woman who's like, okay, I do have debt. And I know that I like, obviously by experiencing that I don't want to have debt and I don't want to feel this like negative energy towards money. I realize that I want more. I want to be an overflow. What's the shift that she has to take right now in this moment so for me it's like this vibe of like fuck trying fuck trying to get out of debt like how exhausting is that right and fuck trying to make more money because oh I should make more money I need to have more money I don't feel safe whatever trying 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 is just taking action from resistance essentially right and that's why you feel like this efforting is required ease is when you're pulled and when you're led Ease occurs when you connect to God and you connect to God through desire, right? So it's like when I've been in debt, you know, I've been like where I didn't have enough and then wanted enough. I've been where I was like, okay, now I want more than enough. Okay, now I want this. Now I want that. And just continually upgraded my my experience with money. It was like I every single time I had to be like, 
what do I fucking want? Do I actually want to pay off this debt right now? Or am I just like playing these stories and narratives in my mind? It's like, it's irresponsible to have debt. I shouldn't have debt. And if I have debt, I'm a naughty little girl. I should go and time out. I'm grounded. Ah, right? Like, what do I actually want when there are no rules, when I'm not doing anything wrong, when I can have whatever I want? What do I actually want? Not some ego desire that's like, oh, I, I want a private jet, even though I've just hit $100,000 a year and that's not practical, but I want one right? Like, you know, that can be a genuine desire, but it's like <sighs> ego desires in the mind, genuine desires in the body and the heart, right? So when you're like, what do I actually want right now? And I would just close my eyes and put my hand over my heart. And I do this even still at the daily practice where it's like staying the embodiment of the work I do to, you know, continually upgrade my abundance codes and to continually hold space for more people to continually go even deeper and deeper with my clients. I have to live in embodiment with what I teach. And that means I'm always ever expanding. It's a process I keep up with every day. I'm continually like, what do I want today? (laughs) What do I want right now? Right. And like with the money, it's just like, what do I actually want? And like, for me, I didn't get out of debt ever when I tried to, when I felt like I should, or when I needed to, it was only when I wanted to, that was it. And, you know, there was a time when it was like paying taxes, right? (laughs) And it was like, I don't want to do this. And it's like, I really had to get to a place where it's like, I had to pay off taxes or manifest the money for taxes the month of they were due or within a few months or whatever and paid off. And then I just did that enough times where I was like, I don't actually want to do it like this anymore. I want to have it ahead of time and then upgraded my experience because it was actually what I wanted, not what I felt like I should have or following some rules or following some standard from society or what Sally Smith has on Facebook, right? What do I want right now? What's in alignment for me? What do I truly, truly want? And when you get clear on that, there's something to get behind. You connect to it. It's it's real. It's vivid. And like when it's what you actually want, your inner world becomes louder than your outer world. And then you shift reality. Reality shifts to match your inner world instead of the outer world and creating the same thing on repeat. Oh, totally. And I've, yeah, and I've had that experience so many times where I've wanted to want something you know, I've wanted to care about my business looking a certain way, or I've wanted to care about paying my taxes on time or getting out of debt or whatever it is, you know, any of those examples can resonate with a past version of myself. And even talking about it, I can feel that energy in my body of feeling disconnected from the want and the actual desire and the, Mm -hmm. like the need or that taking action from a place that's like, okay, this is what you should want because this is what the rest of society wants. So just pretend, put the makeup on, get out there and like put on the show that this is what you want. And in so many ways and so many aspects of my life, I did that for so long, you know, and shifting to that energy of like, what do I actually want? Like, what do I want this to look like? What do I want my bank account, my credit card statements, my tax bill, my any of it, right? Like, What do I actually desire my life to look like on all fronts? And this, I think, is really important for people to understand because it doesn't then mean that everything you do becomes fearless or super easy. Like ease and easy aren't necessarily the same word, right? Like you still have to do the hard thing. You still have to lean in. You still have to take action. But all of a sudden, the world changes shape. It does become ease-filled because all of a sudden, you're doing it for you, right? You're not doing it because the textbook says it's that way or because your teachers or your parents or your ex-boyfriend told you that you're dumb if you don't do it this way. Like all of a sudden it's from this place of desire and then it does feel ease-filled because it's coming from you and you are God, right? If we're talking about energy and God in the universe, then 
that action comes from within us. And so of course it gets to feel easeful. Totally agree. And there's something magical that happens when you just actually admit what you actually motherfucking want is like, you just feel free. Cause it's like, it stops being about following the rules. It stops being about doing things the right or the wrong way. Right. And it's just like, ugh. it's kind of like the same feeling where it's like, I don't know, to think of an analogy. If I like worked a nine to five job, for example, and I was like, blah, 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 I'm in hustle mode and I'm so responsible. Look at me doing things right. And then I just got to a day where I was like, ugh. and I was like, okay, Genevieve, what the fuck do you want? Like, I don't want to go to work anymore. I just don't want to go today. And be like, cool, I'm calling in. It's like that feeling of like, really? I can do what I want? It's like, yeah, bitch, you're an adult, right? Like, get your mom's voice out of your head, right? And I feel like it's like the same thing with desire, where it's like, get your mom's voice out, your dad's voice out, any, you know, peers' voices out. You know, obviously, like, don't break the law within reason. (laughs) But it's like, (laughs) but it's like, do what the fuck you want. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're so fucking free. You can choose bondage. And Abraham Hicks says that. And I love it. It's like freedom is a feeling. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. And when you experience freedom within your heart and your desires, it's like, there is nothing you can't do, be, or have. And you'll fucking feel that and you'll know it and you'll have it. Can we just repeat this quote one more time? You're so free. You can choose bondage. I'm like, oh my God, how liberating. And honestly, what's really coming through me, like how blessed are we? How fucking blessed are we to live in a time where we are free enough to choose bondage? Like we're so fortunate and we have to take the shackles off, you know, and only we can do that, right? Only we can strip away the beliefs. Only we can strip away the stories and the implanted fears and the past experiences, like only we can strip those away to really choose freedom and to choose what that feels like. I know so many people want that, but even that is a, it's scary, right? It's scary to choose that level of freedom because also then it creates a sense of responsibility. Well, I think because a lot of people don't really trust themselves on a deeper level because they need rules. They need a lot of people in the back of their mind. They need religion to tell them what's good and bad. They need laws to tell them how to you know, what to do, what's decent, what isn't. They need whatever morals in order to tell them what's right or wrong. But it's like when you deeply trust yourself and know who you are, right? If you desire to be a good person, if you try to be a good person, you're a good motherfucking person, right? It's like when you can just live by that, live by the freedom of your heart, it's like you're going to allow yourself to explore these other areas of your desires. I truly believe that, right? And it's like we're free because it's like it's a co-creational experience with God, where it's like humans are simultaneously dualistic. We have feminine and masculine energy, whether you're a woman, man, they, whatever you identify as, we all have dualistic energy within us, right? And we have, you know, the ego, which is the mind of the human and the soul. And, you know, that's the God. So it's that constant, like being led by the soul and then calibrating the mind to it. And it's like the free will is where we experience like the freedom to be God's creating life and creating universes through desire. Because desire if you haven't noticed, makes babies. It also makes worlds. It also makes money. <laughs> and I think what you said there too, like when we allow ourselves to be led by the soul, I think that this is where a lot of people get caught up is that they let their mind lead. They're feeling called to say yes to a coach, to sign up for a program, to jump to like, you know, book this trip, but then they they stop themselves, right? They don't, you know, they go to their mind and, oh, when I make more money or when I do this or when I blah, blah, blah. Or even say like, you know, when I manifest the money, but there's a difference between someone who actually goes and manifests the money and someone who doesn't because they don't actually like, that's not actually aligned with what they 
believe that they can have. You know, for me, I will never reach out to a coach unless I already have the money. <laughs> I'll be like, I manifested the money. Let's do it. <laughs> like, you know, because to me, that's like, it's a different energy where it's like, it's like a vibe of like, I'm committed, I'm all in. And like, that starts within your relationship with yourself and your heart and your desires. And it's like, when you get clear on what you want, right? And you're like, okay, I'm, I've decided to go all in on myself, what I want. Like, to me, it feels like my job is not to put my heart and my soul into the rational box of my mind, because then I won't move. I won't expand because my brain, its job is to keep me alive. It's a survival mechanism, which means it wants to play within the field of what's familiar. And if I want something I've never had, I can't stay in the field of what's familiar because that doesn't compute. That's not compatible, right? So it's like my job is to listen to desire fully, completely, and even blindly, right? And when I listen to that, it's my job to get my mind behind my heart, not the other way around. You're an extension of God. You're an extension of the universe. And as as we know, they've done studies where it's like the universe is going on forever. You know, the further out it moves, like the faster it moves, right? And which means we're here at this point in juncture or time where there is nothing beyond this now moment. There's just what has been and what is right now. And we can think we know what's coming next, but we don't right? Not completely. It's just all theory going forward, right? So right now we're on the leading edge of the universe. We're on the leading edge of creation. And that movement is what we're made of. And if we don't go with the movement, we we create dissonance from the light, dissonance from the health, dissonance from the abundance, dissonance from the love. And that starts to show up in our emotions as indicators. Eventually, if we don't listen to that, it'll show up in our bodies as indicators. And it's like all that can be avoided when we just listen to our heart and soul. It knows how to thrive. It knows how to be healthy. It knows how to have money. It knows how to be with more. And it doesn't mean you won't lean into uncomfortable things, which will feel hard from time to time because that's your mind expanding its bandwidth, expanding its how it conceptualizes reality, essentially, and expanding its ability to be with more, right? Because it's like desire starts in the soul, but then to actualize it, it has to ground into the body, right? Which means you become the embodiment of it, Right which is a process that you have to get your mind, body, and heart on board, but it starts in the heart. Which is such an uncomfortable ending for so many people, you know? And I, I feel so strongly that so many people do all the work, they manifest the love, and then all of a sudden it gets here and they're like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for commitment or, oh, it's not the one. And the universe is like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll just try again. And then they go out there and they manifest the love again and it shows up and they're like, oh, no, 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 it's just, I'm not ready. It's not the one. Or he doesn't look the way I wanted him to, or he doesn't have the job I wanted him to. And the universe is like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, no problem. Right. Because you get to the end or you make all the money or you get the clients or you gifted the opportunity. And all of a sudden, that integration, that embodiment of the desire is so hard because that is when you truly have to say, like, am I ready for this? Am I willing to change the way I'm living? Am I ready for this thing that I told the universe I desired that I wanted so badly? Am I willing and ready to fully receive it with open arms and an open heart and to begin living that way? And I feel like this is where so many people really actually resist their own desires because they're not willing to fully integrate or to fully make all of the changes that they need to in order for that desire to be theirs. Right. And I feel like to me, that feels like a lot of self-sabotage vibes and energy, which to me is just like the mind and the body don't feel safe to be with this because there's a limitation in your mind, right? Or because there's some trauma stored in your body or in your, in, in your 
you know, emotional body or like in your actual body, right? Where it's like that whole process of like, okay, I'm feeling anxious. It's okay, where? Where do you feel it in your body? I feel it in my chest. That's actually a form of trauma, right? Uh, emotion that's stored in the body is trauma. And it's the, the body holds on to it because it believes it's safer in doing so. But it's like ultimately as, as we expand our desires and our preferences for more, it's like a lot of trauma does have to surface to be dealt with to whatever degree, right? And trauma is a spectrum can be more subtle or really, really intense. But it's like, if we desire more, and we want to feel safe and present to fully receive all that we want, the body wants to receive it too. Right? And the body won't fully receive it if emotion is stored in the body that's taking its place. And then no matter what comes into your life, no matter what you manifest, you'll never truly get to embody the joy of that thing anyways, you know? And what's really coming up for me right now is we uh, we just finished a course called Let Go. We led 11 days of letting go, letting go, letting go. And this really is what this work is all about, right? Is creating the space to receive more abundance, more love, more, you know, infinite possibility and opportunity and to really reach our own levels of potential. And this conversation, I'm just like, yeah, of course, we have to be willing to let go. Right. But so often, that's the thing we're not, we're not yet willing to do, like, we're not willing to let go of the the comfortable things or the comfortable relationships or the comfortable paychecks or the comfortable level of investment in order to make space for that next level or in order to calibrate and that's when people really, yeah, self-sabotage and keep themselves stuck at one level. Right. I totally agree with that. And because we want the, we want that next thing, right? We want that next thing, but we're not willing to let go of the, like where we're at now. We're not willing to let go of the shitty job, the crappy relationship, because what if that next thing's not coming for me? Right. And if your hand's gripping what is, it can't be open to receive what's next. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like this is so often the type of spiritual smackdown that people do receive too. They want the bigger thing. They want more. They want the growing business. They want the more intimate love. They want the sexier orgasm. Like they want it, they want it, they want it. And they they desire it so badly and they're not willing to let go. They're in that gripping state. And this is when the universe begins to give them signs, begins to tap them on the shoulder, begins to say like, hey, you, like follow me this way, or let's try this, or what about this, or here's another opportunity, and you keep ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it until one day the universe is just like, whomp. This is what we talk about. Like it's that little tap on the booty or a huge whomp in the ass that lands you on the pavement, having you like black out and wake up one day being like, what the fuck happened to me? Like, oh yeah, okay, I guess it's time to listen. Yeah, and I feel like it's because we're all, because we're God, which is well-being, and there's only good or dissonance from it, or light or distance from it, abundance or distance from it, well-being or distance from it. It's like, the more you create dissonance, 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 it's like, that is essential as a part of the human experience, because in contrast, we create desire, because when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want, but if you stay there too long, there's this ongoing dissonance that starts to compound on top of itself, because the the universe is always in motion, and energy builds and builds and compounds, Right. So just like if we pay attention to emotion, which is also an energy, if you feel bad about something, if, if you soak on it, essentially, it'll compound and then you're feeling bad about this and then you're feeling worse about that. Then you're feeling guilty that you feel bad, right? And worse and worse and worse. But it's like, as energy compounds, if you think about it, like, because we're oriented towards well-being, that's the core of who we are, we can only get so far before we slingshot and we're pulled back to truth and to core and to who we really are, which is well-being. So we can't ever float away and lose track. We can only just go far enough to, to where the 
the dissonance is so uncomfortable or so strong that we're drugged back to center. Oh my gosh. I love that perspective so much where we just get like slingshotted back to our truth. Of course you can't walk away from it. It's who you are. Of course you can't just spend your entire life walking further and further and further away from who you are. Like, thank God for spiritual smackdowns. Thank God that you're slingshotted back to your truth, even though that doesn't always feel good. And yeah, even though you may get a bit of whiplash, but like, who cares? Because you're returning to who you are. And I think that's why so many of us have that like rise from rock bottom, right? Where like, okay, you have this rock bottom and then it's like a catapult because it's like, I'm literally just envisioning this like slingshot you're talking about, Genevieve, because you've gotten so far that there's like no choice, but like, okay. Like the tension, the band has run out. You're now coming back. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh man, Genevieve, thank you so much for your beautiful perspectives and teachings today. Honestly, I feel like people are going to walk away from this episode and need to listen to it eight times because they're going to be like, whoa, I need to understand this. And I have to say that one of my favorite things is that like two of the topics that make people the most uncomfortable in our society is God and money. And I love that we come on here and we're just like, this is how we talk about God and this is how we talk about money and this is how you can heal your relationship with both. I really just want to honor your level of comfort and confidence with both of those topics and like really introducing this new view for I'm sure a lot of our listeners who only have an experience going to Sunday school and organized church and only have experienced money as, you know, in a lack mentality or as a lack energy. And I just think that your perspective is so enlightening and yeah, just creating a lot of like wild aha moments for our listeners. So thank you so much. Oh, yay. Thank you so much for having me. And don't forget, we also threw sex in there too. It was like, who is this like Badass blonde chick that just comes in and talks about like God, money, sex. Like, <laughs> yeah. Genevieve, before we let you leave, can you let us know where all of our people can find you to continue in on this conversation? Perfect, of course. So I hang out on Facebook and Instagram. My Facebook group is The Rich Spiritual Money Bitches. And my personal page, Genevieve Rackham. Otherwise, you can follow me on Instagram as well at Genevieve Rackham. Go tune in to Genevieve because what you heard today was literally just a small, small intro to an entire wealth and library of knowledge and information about God, money, sex, universe, energy. Love you so much and literally feel like I could talk to you all day, every day. I'm Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do in this space. You're an incredible human. Thank you so much. This was so fun and likewise. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise.
Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark Ah, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.